Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. Genesis 18, verse 20. Praise God. And the Lord said, because the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let, let's, let's go. Yes. Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham still stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? And remember, we have examined this before, where we asked ourselves that question, how did Abraham know that God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Because God never said, I am going to destroy them. God only said, I'm going to check them out to see. But somehow, when Abraham looked at God and heard him, there was something Abraham heard that said, "No, no, no, I'm following you. Then he began to negotiate. And God never said, where did you get that idea from? That I want to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. If we only listen to what people say, we are limited. If we only listen to the words that people type, the words that they send to us through email, text, or the words they speak, we will be limited in our ability to communicate. Many times what the things that are being said go beyond the things that are said. So Abraham functioned as a good intercessor because he was able to read between the lines. This is not the way God speaks normally. I'm going to check them out. The last time he checked out people during the days of Noah, they were destroyed. I'm going to follow you. And I'm going to ask. And then he began to negotiate with God in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We communicate beyond what we are able to say with our words. We communicate with our words. 
our actions, our body language, even what we don't say is communication. <laughs> you know, God saw Cain. I said, Cain, where's your brother? And what did Cain say? Am I my brother's keeper? That in itself was communication. Am I my brother's keeper? What kind of response is that? Where's your, what have you done to your brother? <clears throat> Most likely, you have killed him. <laughs> Genesis chapter 31 and verse 1. Genesis 31 from verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. Now Jacob heard the words, 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 words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. Did they see how the father was manipulating Jacob? And from what was our father's, he has acquired all his wealth. Did they see how he had been working hard for 20 years for the man? But look at what Jacob said. And Jacob saw the countenance of Laban. He did not hear anything Laban said. He saw what Laban said. He didn't hear what Laban said. He saw what Laban said. And indeed, it was not as before. <laughs> you know, there are many ways you know your time is up in a place. When you show up, people are smiling. It's good. But God forbid when you begin to show up and the smiles begin to reduce and reduce and reduce and reduce, uh, you need to begin to inquire. What exactly is going on? And he saw the countenance has changed. Verse 5, please. Hallelujah. And said to them, he was speaking to Leah and Rachel, his wives, I see your father's countenance. And I've been able to interpret what his countenance is saying. Even though his words are saying, we're cool, we're cool, we're cool. But his face was saying, I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. But the God of my father has been with me. That should be your testimony in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> in many careers and businesses, the ability to correctly hear and understand what your managers are saying is critical. What your clients are saying is critical. Now listen to this very carefully, please. Good communicators always help others understand themselves. Good communicators help other people understand themselves. They are able to elicit the right things from people. They can pull it out of them. Why are we talking about this? This is the school of career and business. And, and I've shown you in the life of Abraham how important it was even in his relationship with God. How much more even in our relationships with other human beings. The ability to correctly decipher communication even without words. Even without words. So there are times we are communicating with people and they don't even understand what they are saying. Or what they are trying to say. But you can see what they are saying. You know there is a way a person will behave. 
And your question should be to them, are you trying to say this relationship is over? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What are some of the keys? Number one, be still. Stillness. We looked at this in the first, in the second service. How be it from a different perspective? Psalm 46 and verse 10. Psalm 46 and verse 10. He says, be still and know that I am God. Until we are still, we cannot know. So it means we cannot grow in knowledge until there is stillness. So the ability to communicate requires us to be still. What does that mean? Many times when people are talking, we are also talking in our head. Many times people are talking, we are talking. Many times people are talking, we are talking. Has this ever happened to you before? Where you're in a group of people, they cracked a joke. You didn't hear it, but you were laughing. <clears throat> it happened to someone close to me recently. And when, we, when, when we got to the car, I asked the person, did you hear the joke? I suspect you didn't hear the joke. You didn't hear the joke. Be still. Be still. Be still. Two people can't be talking at the same time. And you expect to capture anything valuable. Be still. It is why the devil will be quiet until when God starts talking. Then it begins to flood your mind. And my mind. But that devil is a liar. In the mighty name of Jesus. People will not fall asleep when they're coming. It's when the world wants to start. Then Gear one. <laughs> and by the time we get to 30 minutes into the message, they're already in the fourth gear. And they're just accelerating. <laughs> Be still and know that I am God. Be still. So when your mind is trying to raise quiet, it says, no, 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 be quiet. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Be quiet. Pay attention. I've said this many times. Many people argue that they don't have a good memory. But the thing is, they just don't have good attention. Your memory is good, but the attention is not the best. And it's a function of discipline. Because the moment you sit down, your mind just wanders. And you allow it to wander. From one continent to another continent. Until it becomes intercontinental. <laughs> you bring it back. I say, no, 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 pay attention. Listen to what they're saying. Number two, how are we going to be careful listeners? Number two, analyze what you are hearing. Now, this is what the Lord taught me a few years ago. He said, when you're listening to my word or reading my word, if you're not coming up with questions as you're reading, you're not engaging. It is very easy to be carried away and be lost. You can be then looking, even writing, and be writing something else. You're just writing your name. And be with, ah, he's paying attention. Look at all the notes. Just ask them, please share your notes with me. Then you begin to hear stories. You know, I write in shorthand, you know. I, don't, <laughs> I write in a different language. No, no, let's see your notes. And some from writing notes, they go to messaging app, from messaging up, they go to IG, they go to this, and, they, and then they come back. When, when we say, now rise up, 
let us pray. And they say, you know what? I'll listen to the message later. Begin to engage, coming up with questions. So imagine listening to a message like this. What will you be asking yourself? Do I know any keys for effective communication? Am I a good communicator? Okay, there's a lot I can learn. Be still is the first point. Okay, so when I'm thinking of different scenarios where I'm listening, am I still? Okay, I need to keep that in mind. I need to be still. You are engaging with what you are hearing. That is what it means to be an active listener, not a passive listener. It will be difficult. Do you know how many things you passed on your way to church today that you did not notice? Because you are not paying attention. But if I told you that, God forbid, there was an accident at a particular point, suddenly you are expecting that when you get there, you see the accident. So that will retain in your mind as a memory item. If I ask anybody now, what, what was there anything spectacular that happened on your way to church? For many people, it's like, nothing, nothing happened. But do you know that some things might have happened? Engage, it helps with memory. So when I've learned, when people, I'm talking to people, and then they come, they introduce themselves, and they say, this is my name, I've learned, use that name as often as possible in that conversation. Otherwise, you forget. In some cases, I'll even tell them, can you please spell out the name for me? You know, names like Emmanuel, they're easy to spell, but there are some other names, you need PhD to be able to spell them. So please spell it. And as you're spelling it, I'm retaining it. And then I begin to use the name. Oh, you said your name is this. And then, he, oh, so this person said this right there in their presence. You are engaging. Of course, can we do this all the time? I hope so. But as much as possible. So you go to a restaurant. And someone comes to attend to you. And you look at the waiter. Hey, what's your name? Oh, my name is, is George. And then, all through, when you see you need something, oh, hey, George, please come. And then, oh, George, thank you, George, George, George. By the time you get home, you'll be remembering George. And the next day, George, the next day, George, because you were engaging with the name. That's been an active, tell yourself, I don't have memory problems. I don't have a memory problem. My mind is good. Do you know how much information people have of the Kardashians? Kardashians, Kardashians. How many, how many, how many, how much information they have? How many private jets, how many siblings, how many this, how many that? One has given birth, this is the name of the child. Yet, they are, they are, they are, their nephew's name, they don't remember. No, wherever your attention goes is where your memory goes. Wherever your attention goes is where your memory goes. All things being equal. There are some scenarios where it's a bit different, but in most cases, where attention goes is where memory goes. Number three, take notes. I've realized that there's something about writing. Somebody said, forgotten who this quote is attributed to, He said, the faintest ink, the faintest ink is more powerful than the strongest memory. The faintest ink is more powerful than the strongest memory. 
Even God has a book where he's writing the names of born-again Christians. God is right. He didn't keep it in his memory (laughs) because he might forget some people's names because of the way they behave. (laughs) So he wrote it down. We need to have notes that we are writing things. Do you know that as you write, you are forced to concentrate? You are forced to concentrate as you are writing. And then you are thinking. Because the speed with which we write, except if you are a medical doctor, the speed is not as fast. So you can, you can pay attention to what you are writing and you are using that time to remember what you are writing. Do you know that even if you don't go back to review what you've written, the fact that you wrote it makes it easier to remember than not writing it. That's one of the ways we listen. That's one of the ways we listen. By taking down notes. Hallelujah. Number what? Number four. Hmm. Repeat what you heard. I love this one so much. In fact, it's one of the ways that I engage with people with empathy in counseling sessions, in meetings, in conversations. You know, many times we we might think we heard the right things, but we actually didn't. Repeating back to people what you've heard them say. So they've said some things. Oh, so you mean... This and this and this and this and this. Um, actually, no, no, not really. And then, God help you if the person has grace in talking. They'll repeat the whole thing again. No, 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 no. I'm just, just this aspect I'm confirming. So he said, your name is this. And this is your height. And this is where you came from. And this is what you went through. Yes. Oh, wow. You're paying attention. The ability to repeat back to people what they have said. It helps in our, in our listening endeavor. Especially in the workplace. And we're going to be looking at professional communication, writing and speaking and all those wonderful things. You know, one of us shared with me, he said his, uh, his boss <coughs> came across his postings online. And the boss said, oh, you know, the, 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 the supervisor said, uh, uh, where is this from? I see you posting some, this, some guy's messages. I'm, I'm this some guy. I see you posting those messages. And he said, oh, that's, that's from church. It's from church? Yes, it's, it's church. And, and that's, that's our, our third service. So, so you speak about um, 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 business and career-related things in church? He said, Yes. And you should come. All these things are important. Why? Because the Lord wants us to make progress. I have realized in my work experience so far. That when people connect with you. Even your mistakes can be overlooked. You know it is good to do an excellent job. But I've seen very good workers still be let go of because they were not team players. But yet I have seen team players in court. In essence, people that is liked. 
I've seen them being retained at the expense of people that were not able to communicate with other people. Just come, do their work, go to meeting. Everything is strict, strict, strict. No communication at all. No engagement with anybody. They hardly go far. It's why communication is important. Oh, and I tell you, when people know, you understand them. You know, I've lived in some countries where English was not the first language, like Poland, Denmark, and Cuba. And I've seen the change in people the moment they hear you speak their language. It's almost as if they just open up their entire culture to you. Wow, you can speak Polish? Oh, you speak Danish? Oh, you can speak this language? And suddenly they open themselves to you. But to be able to speak, you have to listen. Is it not amazing that when babies are born, they go for a few years before they start making sense? So they are forced to listen. They are forced. It is God forcing them to listen first. You think they are not hearing what you're saying? They are hearing. They are hearing. Some even from the womb, they are so advanced, they are hearing. All the songs you are singing, they'll come out and begin to sing them. It is God forcing us to listen. Listen before you can make sense. You need to listen. You need to listen. You need to listen. So you are repeating what you heard the person say. You are repeating it. And when you get home, you can read the story the exchange between Jesus and the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4. I love that story so much. It's an amazing exchange where Jesus was talking. He was listening to her. She was listening to him or maybe not. And they were conversing. And Jesus was able to get something good out of her because he was paying attention to what she was saying and what she was not saying. I'll give you an example. No one would come and be fetching water at the time where she came to fetch water. That is, she was saying something by that action. She was saying, I am neglected. And Jesus was there, just waiting. You know, as we wind down this service, Many times we impose our will on God because we don't listen to his will. While I was preparing earlier in between services, the Lord said to me, he said, you know, some people think they can just drive on any road they see and expect to get to their destination. Not all roads lead to the destination that he has ordained for us. And your destiny is just a series of right destinations. And, but, but if we can listen to God and say, this year, I am going to follow what I am hearing you say to me. I, you can imagine the way this year is going to end for you. And you take that to the workplace. Someone, your boss has told you again and again and again, the same mistake that is being made, you are making it again and again. It shows you are not listening. He shows. But you make those adjustments. 
and you begin to see. Imagine passing by one of those cafes on your way to work and you remembered in a conversation that your co-worker said they like coffee in this particular way and then you brought it unannounced and then they looked at it what's the specification and you told them and they said oh my goodness how did you know oh you told me a few months ago I didn't know you heard oh yeah I was listening Imagine how, how far that will go in their hearts. Imagine taking this listening into relationships. Let's not even go there. Just imagine. <laughs> imagine a husband asking the wife, what should I buy you for your birthday? Wait, calm down. If you are listening, you don't need a question like that. No, if you are listening, you hardly need a question like that. If you're paying attention. Oh, yes. To the extent that some people even buy people perfumes that they are allergic to. <laughs> and they've said it many times. This scent just makes me sneeze. I don't know why. And voila, birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> and you expect to be intimate. No, 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 no. No. Pay attention. It's grace that God can give. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibukun Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner and today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq.org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.